Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Light the Tower. Your daily look around the world of sports with Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way, and Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe, on your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, The Horn. Rolling along Wednesday edition of Light the Tower on The Horn, Jeff Howe, Cameron Parker, Craig Way out on vacation. Cam, I was eating a taco during the break. Did you see me eating that taco in here? Dude, I bit my lip like there you hard. Go. I was bleeding a little bit. We're good. I got First the, time eating a taco? No, I got. I did get the last bacon and egg taco in the break room, though. You didn't want that, did you? I have one right here in the studio. Thank, well, thank goodness. I, I plan wanna, ahead, Jeff. If, uh, well, that's why I wasn't worried about it, because I'm like, okay, Cam either already got one or, you know, he's eating one or has one, whatever. Uh, if, like, if it was Jacob's taco, I wouldn't have cared. Like, dude, or Derek's or whoever. Yeah, you guys can do whatever. Shout out Jacob Stander and Derek Cohen. Uh, Derek's back there working hard. I don't know what Jacob's doing. He's sitting on the couch, so he needs to get up and do something. He's waiting for your next breakout video on our Instagram account. Oh, yeah. I'm sure uh, I'm sure I'm really racking up the views there. A lot of people hey. can't wait to see me on the gram. You got good takes. Come on, Jeff. I'm on Instagram, by the way, at Jeff Howe 247. I'm uh, posting all my sports card content. People are like, Jeff, why don't you won't you uh, you know talk about cards on the air? Well, I'm doing it on Instagram. Opened up a pack of 1990 Fleer football on there yesterday and posted a picture of my first Mickey Mantle card So that I picked up. And when I say I picked it up cheap, when you look at that Mickey Mantle card, I think you'll figure out why. But nonetheless, it's a Mickey Mantle card. Uh, Specs text line is open 337-3776. We'll, I promise we'll get back to the Big 12 football talk because I do want to get Cam's thoughts on just kind of trends in the conference and who's trending up, who's trending down. Uh, and if Texas really is the team to beat, we talked a lot of Texas baseball in the first hour. Uh, this texture says, uh, Jeff farts in public and bites his own lip. Oh, the humanity. Once again, thanks for being relatable. That's all, that's all I can be. I just, you know, man, I'm just a, just a, normal, just a normal guy. Just a, a kid from Florence, Texas who caught a couple of breaks. So no, no different, no better than the rest of us. Yes, not an app guy. We have lost our way because Craig is not here. Uh, when we're talking about letter jackets in the first hour, Cam, not an app guy sent us a picture of his letter jacket, which is uh, it's a late show with David Letterman letter jacket. Mm. It's not bad. That's pretty sick. Not, apparently, what I pronounce Tulare is Tulare County in California. So my apologies for that. Thank you, good texter, sir or madam. Uh, I'm not up to date on my California geography, Cam. So I don't feel don't feel but bad you about are messing on your that Florida one. geography. Yeah, you got you got to know Pinellas County. You got to know Broward, Miami Dade. Uh, I forget the county where Jacksonville and Tallahassee are, but yeah, you can you can hit the hit the points. Flagler where, County is up there. Flat, and I remember Flagler County because that's where uh, a, to catch a predator sting happened. Yeah, one time. It's it's sad that that's what I know Flagler <laughs> Flagler County for. 
Oh, yeah, y'all had them preverts over there that one time. I think I've learned more about Florida since I joined this show before, even though my mom currently <laughs> lives there. Dude, I was going to say, how long has your mom lived in Florida? Uh, we're at 20, 2023, <laughs> so about five years now. <laughs> but she's in a nice part of Florida. She's not in the Broward County, uh, where, Pinellas. Where, where's your, oh, your mom lives like kind of Vero Beach area, doesn't she? Yeah, Jacksonville area, yeah. Jacks Beach. Well, there you go. Yeah, when, when are you going back to see your mom, by the way? I don't know. It has to be soon, then, with football only 66 days away, Jeff. Look at that. Look at, look at Cameron making sure to keep everybody updated, hitting the high points on the show. You're, on your, of, way. You're on your way, Cam. Speaking of football, um, yesterday we lost one of the greatest college quarterbacks of all time, Ryan Mallett, Jeff. Boy, I, I was going to bring this up at some point during the show, and uh, you did, so we'll uh, we'll bring it up now, man. I, Dude, when you talk about – Quarterbacks that the state of Texas has produced, let's say in the last 20 years, and you want to talk about just pure arm strength, don't know that there's been anybody better the state has produced than Ryan Mallett. Just the ability to just rear back and fling it. And I'm not saying he's he was the best, but just in terms of pure arm strength, Ryan Mallett was in a class of his own. Uh, yeah, passed away uh, in a, a drowning accident, tragically, uh, at the age of 35. And I saw, and it, it's just, it makes you realize, Cam, how how fast time goes by. Because I saw G.J. Kinney, who's now the head coach at Texas State, yeah. uh, post to uh, have, a, have a rest in peace uh, post uh, for Ryan Mallett, sharing some thoughts on Twitter yesterday. And a part of that post was the copy of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Is that 06? That he was on in 2006, where it was Ryan Mallett, G.J. Kinney, John Childs, Jarrett Lee, and Earl Campbell. And it's like, man, that that doesn't seem like it was that far ago. But that was in 2006. And we're, we're now we're giving away copies of the 2023 edition of DCTF. So it's wild. But, man, you, you know, I, I started – I just kind of went down a rabbit hole when I heard the Ryan Mallet news yesterday and started looking at, because, you know, 24-7 sports, we weren't around until 2010, but the 24-7 sports composite, we'd done it with some of the other ranking services that were around at the time, and I was just looking through, uh, really starting with the national rankings, because Ryan Mallet was the number five overall player. Number of five overall prospect in the country that year, according to the went, went to Michigan out of, out of Texas Tigers. That went to Texas High and Texas Arcana. Chose, chose Michigan over Texas. Those were his two finalists. And ends up at Michigan. Lloyd Carr retires. And they hire Rich Rodriguez, who Ryan Mallett does not fit a Rich Rodriguez offense at all. He is the antithesis of a Rich Rodriguez quarterback. Transfers to Arkansas, has a really good career for the Razorbacks, and then gets drafted in the NFL, hangs around for the NFL, hangs around in the NFL for a while, was a starting quarterback of the Texans, uh, and was kind of coming into his own as a football coach, was a head coach, was a head high school football coach, but now Ryan Mallett no longer with us. And I was looking at this, Cam. If you look at the 24 7 sports composite, the national rankings from 2007, it's crazy to think uh, Ryan Mallett's no longer with us. And when you look at the top five prospects in the country that year, uh, it's really interesting to look and see what's happened. Some of those two of the top five are no longer with us, with Ryan Mallett and Joe McKnight, who was the number Man, one prospect yeah. in the country that year. Uh, you know, Eric Berry uh, has battled his health issues. Yeah. Um, 
you know, Jimmy Clausen was in that top five. It, it just shows you like how far to like. I, and I don't want to downplay Ryan Mallett's death. That's not what I'm doing here, but it just shows you how far like scouting has come and the industry's come just because more tape, more resources are available. When you look at this, you know, list of top recruits to find a guy like okay, who who had success in the NFL. You know, maybe Everson Griffin at nine of the guys in the top ten. I mean, Noel Devine was in this class. Uh, Trey Allen, the Texas offensive line signee, was number 11 overall. Uh, you know, you've got Carlos Dunrap. Tyrod Ty Taylor was a five-star prospect. Uh, Aaron Corp, who was an SC signing, I think ended up playing in the FCS at Richmond. John Childs was a, a top 25 prospect nationally. Uh, but after that, you've got to go all the way down to, to number 26, Cam, number 26 overall. You get to another Cam. Cam Newton. We know Cam's journey signed with Florida. Had to leave Florida. Went to Blinn. Then went to Auburn. That was the number one overall draft pick. Uh, Still a few laptops on his way out. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, just going down the list, uh, in the top 35 that I can tell you for sure, there are four four guys in the top 35 in these recruiting rankings nationally who are no longer with us. Austin Box, signed with Oklahoma, passed away a few years ago. Number 35 overall recruit in the country that year was Aaron Hernandez. Mm. Yeah, it's it's just it's, it's crazy. Like, this doesn't seem like that long ago, and then you realize, man, these these guys are, are grown men now, and, and real life is happening. Um, but I, I just I started to take a look back. I'm like, well, that was the national rankings. I, I want to kind of look back at the, at the state rankings and see what the state of Texas looked like. And, and a lot of people listening on the Specs text line, if you follow recruiting, uh, you probably haven't thought about some of these names in a minute, but I just want to run down the top ten for you. And again, this is the top ten in the twenty, the retroactive twenty four seven sports composite for two thousand seven. Ryan Mallett number one, Terrence Tolliver out of Hempstead number two. Really, t- uh, consider him caught up in the LSU wide receiver curse. Trey Allen at number three, John Childs at number four. Curtis Brown had a really nice career at Texas, third-round draft pick. By the way, Curtis Brown, the last corner at Texas drafted in the top 100, Cam. Can you believe that? Wow. Texas has not had a corner drafted among the first 100 picks in an NFL draft since Curtis Brown in 2011. Rashetti Jones was a big-time get for Oklahoma State out of Dallas Lincoln. Didn't pan out, but number seven did. That'd be one Desmond Bryant, wide receiver out of Lufkin. He turned out okay. Michael Hewitt, eight. Keenan Robinson at number nine. Really good career at Texas. Uh, and then Ben Wells, uh, number 10 overall out of Beaumont. Ozen. started at Texas. I think where did Ben in his career? I think he was at Stephen F. Boston, I think, if I remember right. And then now he's a, a high school coach, I believe. Well, you think, you look at the Texas guys, man. Malcolm Williams, uh, all the talent in the world just had some – some off-field stuff, uh, you know, ended up not even finishing his career at Texas. Christian Scott had a year, I think, where he was academically ineligible. Andre Jones, if you talk to Andre Jones was a big-time interior defensive line prospect, Cam. I don't even know if you know that name. Big-time interior D-line prospect out of El Paso, Andrus High School. If you ask, and, and this is a big statement, if you ask Mike Tolleson, of the guys he coached at Texas, the guys he recruited at Texas, and you think of the ground that covers, that Sean Rogers, Casey Hampton, Marcus Tubbs, Rod Wright, Roy Miller, Frank Ocam, Mike Tolleson coached some really talented guys as the D-tackles coach at Texas. He really felt like Dre Jones was, was going to be the best he ever coached at Texas. And he had the incident where 
He ends up not even playing a game for the Longhorns. There was an offseason incident. Ends up going to UTEP, and, and Dre Jones is no longer with us. Uh, Derek Stevens was a, a, a top 100 linebacker prospect out of Cy Falls, went to A&M. I believe he ended up, I don't know how much he played for the Aggies, but it wasn't that long, had concussion issues. Um, Speaking of how these rankings have really progressed and gotten better over the years, from that 2007, just the Texas State rankings, mm-hmm. 72 and 72, or I guess tied for 72 technically because they're both at the same rating. Mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill and Nick Foles. <laughs> yeah, Nick Foles. Nick Foles had the really had a really just weird deal where two was, guys who were playing NFL football this past year, Tannehills, were, will be starting for at least one or two games before his yeah. job's taken over. Well, there were there were coaching changes, and uh, by the way, number forty five was a consensus three star yep. prospect in the country, Earl Thomas. And if you're doing a re-ranking of this class, Earl Thomas is – it's either Earl Thomas or Des Bryant probably. That's what about number Von one Miller? In this class. Where is Von? 33? He's in the 30s, 33. Yeah, tied for 33. Von Miller. And a big DeSoto. reason why the Buffalo Bills probably did not make the AFC Championship game last year. Uh, it's just crazy to think how far these things have come in. And these are names, like I said, that I haven't haven't thought of. Even Bozzy Whitaker. In a minute. Yeah, 33. Fo- He's outside of Earl Thomas, probably the most successful – Texas commit, Texas signee from that class, Jeff. I'd say Curtis Brown. Kurt, you got to throw Curtis Brown Well, I think Fozzie had a better NFL career, though. Uh, probably, yeah, Fozzie. Fozzie did start a Super Bowl. Uh, man, 63, Kendall Hunter out of John Tyler. Really productive career at Oklahoma State. Ended up playing in the NFL. Uh, man, looking at some guys. Some of these guys were like summer 707 risers. Uh, James Kirkendall was, a, was a, a local kid that was a Texas signee. In this class, where was James? James was 31. So, yeah, it's just really weird. To Jeremy Curley was another local product from Hutto. Gosh, man, you talk about the best high school players I've seen in the time I've been doing this. Jeremy Curley's probably in my top five of just, just dudes just on the field with the ball in their hands, the way they can impact the high school game. Jeremy Curley was... I don't want to say it was Jeremy Curley and just a bunch of dudes at Hutto because there were some really talented players on that team, but Jeremy Curley almost single-handedly felt like got Hutto to a state championship game where they lost to Lennon Creer and Tatum at Texas Stadium. But that Hutto team with Jeremy Curley leading the way was really daggum good, really, really good. Uh, Specs text line question asking, where was Buck Burnett ranked in 2006? He was 12th. He was 12th in two, uh, Texas State rankings, he was ranked 12th. And it wasn't uh, wasn't anything to do with talent that ended Buck Burnett's career on the Forty Acres. Uh, yeah, just again some names that I just haven't haven't thought about in a minute. And, and again, with Ryan Mallett's death, it just kind of got me going down a rabbit hole. What a what a weird guys. what a weird class in '06 for for Mac Brown, Eddie James, Sergio Kendall, Jamarcus Webb, Jevin Sneed, who. Transfer the old man. Uh, by the way, Jevin Steen no longer. Jeff, Jevin Steen no longer with us. Philip Payne, Buck Burnett, Dion Beasley, Dustin Ernest, Shockey Brown, Vondrell McGee, Jared Norton, Montre Weber, Robert yeah, Joseph. A lot of boomer bust in that. A class. lot of bust in that 06 class. Yeah, uh, Robert Joseph. I, I, I want to say Robert Joseph was uh, the, the incident that ended Dre Jones' time at Texas. I want to say it was was it Robert Jones, James Henry, and Dre, and Dre Jones. I think we're all involved in that same that same incident. I'll look that up during the break. But yeah, uh, Jamarcus Webb actually ended up starting in the NFL. Jamarcus Webb played in the NFL. He just lasted one year at Texas and ended up going to to West Texas A and M. 
Uh, some of those guys just, you know, specifically like with, with Jared Norton and Dustin Ernest Cam, they were bigger. They were bigger body linebackers. And I think from the time they got to Texas until the time they left, uh, the Big 12 had changed to where it was becoming, you, know, you look at Art Bryles taking over at, at Baylor at that point and the, the big, you know, Dana Holgerson coming into the league. The Big 12 at that point was making a rapid change towards being more of a space and pace league. And from the time they were recruited till the time they left Texas, their body types were pretty close to being obsolete. They were very much endangered species at that point by the time they left. Just there was there was not a need for, you know, 245, 250-pound linebackers in the league unless you could unless you were just a, a unique cat and could really, really run. Uh, you know, smaller linebackers really started becoming the name of the game by the time they were done. Pastor Smasher mentioned Antoine Cobb. He was part of that. 06 class. He was ranked 69th. Pflugerville. Love me some Antoine Cobb back in the day at Pflugerville, man. That Pflugerville team, uh, quarterback. I mean, Todd Walker was was in the Pflugerville program at that time. Tyler Beatty, who's now the head coach of China Spring. Tyler Beatty was a quarterback. Uh, why am I not remembering the name of the wide receiver at that point? Kid wore number one. I can see him right now catching passes. Just can't remember his name. Reggie Madu, though, was the kid at Pflugerville. And I've mentioned him before on the show. Reggie Madu was the kid at Pflugerville at that time that I thought was really going to bust out and make it uh, just early in his career. Like I'm like, dude, this guy's going to be a four- or five-star prospect. Everybody in the country is going to be recruiting him. And then ended up having some off-the-field stuff and never made it Never made it to college as a prospect. But Pflugerville, uh, Coach George Herman was churning out some really, really high-quality prospects at that time. Alex Okafor came along a few years later. Xavier Gooden was another guy. Uh, Storm Woods, who ran the ball against Texas at Oregon State in, in an Alamo Bowl once upon a time. So, yeah. Uh, Ian Harris, 93, came in the 2007 rankings. The only reason I remember, oh, no, that wasn't Ian Harris. That was, I think that was Josh Marshall, who uh, Earl Thomas on a hit in, uh, I remember if it was a spring practice or a preseason camp, like fractured his teammate's shoulder, like Josh Marshall had a broken shoulder blade. And I was from an Earl Thomas hit. So that's when you started to know, like, dude, I think, Earl, I think this Earl Thomas guy, is, I think he might end up being pretty good. Yeah, only started as a freshman, as true freshman, by the way, at safety. From that 06 class. Red shirt. Red shirt, red shirt. Earl Redshirt in 07, yeah, and then he started in 08. From that, from that 06 class, the most impactful Longhorn from the state of Texas, Sergio Kindle. Number two, Jeff, Hunter Lawrence from Bernie, Texas. Not a. Yeah, not a bad pick. Not a bad pick. Grant number two, yes, Antoine Cobb was a beast coach. Scooby, Jeremy Curley had a huge impact on that TCU Rose Bowl team in 2010. Myron Hardy from McNeil was class of 2000. Myron Hardy was 2004, I think. Uh, and then any time you talk about guys from our area back then that didn't make it but that had all the tools to be really elite, Somebody mentions Pflugerville, Eric Hardiman. Eric Hardiman was, whew, man. Eric Hardiman was legit back in the day, Cam. There, there are guys that will tell you, there are guys that played at Texas at that time that will tell you, in a Texas backfield where you had Cedric Benson was still in that backfield, Selvin Young was still at Texas at that time, there are guys on that roster that will tell you they thought Eric Hardiman was just going to fall in line and be the next great Texas running back, and it just never pan, panned out. Uh, as Texas says, Reggie Madu was a baller uh, man, used to play AAU with him. I don't want to say that other part, but that is that is really unfortunate because that kid was a beast 
coming up in Pflugerville. Was really expecting big things from him. So a uh, little trip down memory lane. We'll get to talking uh, current Texas football and kind of the landscape of the Big 12. We'll do that. And Cam will have our flex update on the other side. We'll do that. Yes, thank you, Texter. Tremont Calvert was the kid at Pflugerville that was the good wide receiver on uh, on that Pflugerville team, Antoine Cobb senior year. Thank you so much for that. Tremont Calvert, yes. That's the name. I, I, I say number one. I can see. I can see the kid catching touchdowns, running in the end zone. Couldn't remember the name. So Tremont Calvert. Thank you so much for that. It's a good way to to end that segment and hit the break. We'll do that right now. And as a matter of fact, I'll tell you what. Since we're talking high school football, let's go ahead right now and give away our copy of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. And since we were talking about recruiting rankings and whatnot, uh, you know, I do work for Horns twenty four seven twenty four seven Sports. We can't take caller two hundred and forty seven. Why don't we just take caller seven, Cam? Caller seven. Give him that hotline number, Cam. 512-447-3776. 447-3776. Do not call the text line. You will not get through. So 447-3776. Be caller number seven. Win your copy of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. We'll give that away during the break and talk Texas football when we come back on Light the Tower on the Horn, live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Thank you for finding a clean version of that, Cam. I greatly appreciate it. You a little worried there for a second? I got a little. Sometimes, you know, if I come back, like if it's a return cut that I want, I come back real quick and I start talking. I'm like, all right, I know Cam found a clean version, but I don't know what the internet determines is clean, so maybe I just need to talk so Cam doesn't have to find that dump button. Don't put your fingers on my glass. Oh, love me some Manny Fresh. Love me some Light the Tower. Love me some feedback on the Specs text line. 337-3776 is Jeff Howe, Cameron Parker. And the other thing I love is some high school football. Let's get to that right now in our Flex Update. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by... Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit BrainVault.com and join the movement. All right, Cam, what you got? Tonight is the last Wednesday Night Flex show until we move to Fridays. That'll be week zero of the high school football season. Y'all figure out who's taking the taser shot tonight? No taser shots, Jeff. Come on, these dog. are These are 18-year-old kids. We're, we're trying to get what? Sued here? No, I'm not talking about the kids. I'm talking about like you or Nolan or Zach. Somebody's got somebody's to step up to the plate. Yeah, how about you come on? We'll tase you. I'm trying to make award-winning, we'll I'm trying to make award-winning radio here. I don't know what you guys are I doing. don't think Zach and Nolan get paid enough to want to get tased on their Wednesday night show. Maybe they can get a sponsor from a you know a personal safety company or a you know, personal yeah, protection okay. company. So while we work on that... Um, Consumer we'll preview, defense was the we'll term preview tonight's show. Hopeful to get Peyton Morgan and Adrian Wilson. Adrian Wilson, a recent commit to TCU, class of 2025. So the Weiss Wolves, um, hopeful we'll get them on the show here tonight. And we'll wrap up the summer series for Flex ATX. And then again, we'll be back Friday nights to preview the high school football season. Our first show will be the Friday before week one. And by then, our, our all-Flex watch list will be out, Jeff. So, um, but... You get a few weeks off, recharge, but again, last show tonight, 7 p.m. right here on The Horn. If you miss it, you can find it the Horn FM podcast page or just search 
Flex ATX anywhere you get your podcast. Uh, Adrian Wilson, y'all need to figure out what that kid's got on his hands. Every time I see a clip of him, he's going, you know, high point in the football and just plucking it out of the air. See how big his hands are. Okay. Want you, want you, want you, I want some hand measurements get a, when we come we in. We get tomorrow. a baseball in here. We can give him a baseball. You know, do the Webman Yama test. Yeah, you can do that. Something. Figure something out. Uh, you know, something I might do for tomorrow, Cam, for our flex segment, uh, since we don't have any high school sports to talk about, I, I may look today and I may put together a list of just like my 10 favorite, like not the not who I think are the best, but just like my favorite football players in the area that I've seen in person. Because I've been doing this. I've been going to games really since the first year I got out of high school and stopped playing football, 2002. Uh, I've been going to games in the area ever since then. So I just may put a list together of like top ten players that I've just found really exciting to watch. That I just loved watching mm-hmm. okay. in high school. Like, and there's a couple guys we talked about, man. Like Eric Hardeman, probably going to be on that list. Somebody mentioned those Burnett teams, Stephen McGee and Jordan Shipley. And Jordan, if I was putting a list together, Jordan Shipley would be on the list. I'm only going to I'm, I'm going to make sure I, I focus on just the greater Austin area because if you're talking about statewide, Des Bryant would be on that list. Kyler Murray would be on that list. Uh, there's a lot of guys. Jonathan Gray. Sure as hell would be on that list. I love watching Jonathan Gray in high school. I got about six, seven years' experience of watching high school football. First year, Thaddeus Moss, North Carolina, was number one. Last year, I might be in the minority here, but Cameron Cook, out of Stony Point, was one of my favorite players to watch because he was so elusive and explosive in space. I'm excited to see what he does at TCU. That's that's a good offense to be in. And you can throw in Sam and Quinn Ewers, the players I watch, but Cam Cook. Last year was my favorite to watch all last year. Nick Fo- Nick Foles was one. We talked about Nick Foles a little bit ago. Nick Foles was one I didn't understand at the time. Like his ranking? I didn't or... understand his ranking. I didn't understand how he didn't have more offers. I-, I-, I remember watching him in a game against Austin High, and it was at House Park, and just looking at just how big he was. Like, I don't know how big Nick Foles was in high school, but it seemed like he was, you know, 6'5", 230 in high school. And I just remember watching him just rip the football, and I'm like, Dude, what? Like, is there something wrong with this guy? Like, I, I, I don't understand why he's not more highly thought of. And I don't want to say, like, his revisionist history because look at what Nick Foles did, but I was very much puzzled as to why Nick Foles wasn't a bigger deal coming out of high school. Worked out for him. Worked out for him. You know, he eventually got to Arizona and Super got drafted. Bowl champion, man. He's got a statue outside of Philadelphia Eagles football stadium. You know, he did. Can't beat that. He did help the Eagles win a Super Bowl. I'm not going to completely hold that against him. But Nick Foles is really, really good. I, I thought he was awesome in high school. Uh, CB chiming in on the specs text on says Bucky always says Garrett Wilson is the greatest high school receiver he's ever seen. He's ever seen Jordan Shipley is the greatest high school wide receiver in Texas high school history and Texas Longhorns history. Uh, man, Garrett Wilson was good. Can't be prisoner of the moment, man. Um, if I'm ranking the top high school wide receivers I've ever seen. Des Bryant still my number one, and and if I'm ranking players across the state, uh, regardless of area, Des Bryant Cam still might be my number one. This text coming in: Derek Johnson looked like Lawrence Taylor against us in high school. Played against him when I was at Pflugerville. Biggest, fastest guy on the field. I love I loved watching his film. Uh, Dennis Smith, Wimberley running back, 2011 state champs. He was a Dennis Smith was a really good one, a really big time recruit early on. I think he was, I think he was committed to A and M for for a while. 
Uh, Jose Jalapeno, thanks for your text. Where can I get a legit Bijan rookie card? Uh, I think, I don't know, if you go to uh, Panini Panini's website, I know they had their Panini Instant product that they were selling that had some stuff from the rookie premiere. I got one of those on draft night. This is a Panini Instant that's a kind of a print-to-order deal because I, I don't care. I mean, I just want to – I don't need anything fancy. I just wanted a plain, simple Bijan rookie card. Uh, I got one. It's just him holding up the Falcons jersey and, you know, he's drafted – what was he drafted? Eighth overall? Can. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, got that last. Actually, let me check. Uh, and as it? ranked in yesterday's Bill Barnwell's ESPN articles, with the most, uh, the highest ranked position groups outside of quarterback, Falcons were number seven on Barnwell's list because of Kyle Pitts and Bijan Robinson. So, could be a, a really fun year to watch. They, they might be a a red zone Sunday ticket team to put on if you're yeah if you're a Texas fan. Yeah, for real. They want. Because I don't, I don't think we're going to get a lot of Falcons games in no. the area. Not, not sure about their quarterback position with Desmond Ritter. I don't think he's the the future at that position. But one thing's for sure: Arthur Smith likes to run the football. So mm-hmm. whether it's Tyler Algier or Bijan Robinson, Bijan is going to get the touch. Going to get a lot of touches this season. So that's definitely a team. I think if you get YouTube TV for Sunday ticket, that's one that you'll probably have on right. And that yeah, they do the quad box. That, that comes back. Mm-hmm. By the way, um, APD number one says he's got us. Uh, he he or she, sir or madam, has us on the taser. Good. I know Police Chief Cantu has also said, I think Police Chief Cantu was saying that he had a, some, some cadets that needed to take that for training so they could do a demonstration in studio. We're at that time of year. You can be so. like the hangover. You can be uh, – What's his name? Zach Galifianakis, Jeff, and just get tased. I, I'm gonna work on. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I may need to make some calls. Police chief can too. If you're listening, may may need to make this happen. And, and APD number one, uh, I may be reaching out to you too. Uh, we may need to do a taser demonstration next week while Craig is out. Uh, also, next week might be the week that we get a game warden in here. It's about time. Cause I'm I'm fascinated by that job and the by snakes. the wildlife in our area. And I just need a good game warden on the show, so we might, we might need to, we might need to make that happen. But what, what we what, have to, when does Craig come back? Uh, we don't see Craig again until Big Twelve Media Days. Oh, okay, so we got, we got two, we got another what, two weeks without Craig to run whatever shenanigans we want to run. I know he's listening right now, so we can't get two, 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 two wheels off. Oh, we're getting wheels off next week. <laughs> yeah, we're game, getting wheels off. War, there there is literally that. nothing going on in the sports world. Until July 6th, which is when free agency begins for NBA basketball. But until then, there is very limited action on TV. It, yeah. It's weird because at least there, you know, there's a college baseball season just ended last last week. But you get home at like 7, 8 p.m., you turn on ESPN, there's nothing going on. Yeah. Uh, APD number one is, is a he. Sorry, APD number one. There's no pronouns on the text line. So I don't, unless, you, unless you have a, a, a gentleman's name, a clearly identifiable gentleman's name uh then i don't know what i don't know what's going on so my apologies apd is is he is all i will refer to you as sir from now on so uh what we need to do right now cam we got to get to the uh this hour's edition of the longhorn notebook jeff how's longhorn notebook so cam i mentioned this yesterday um i've got to turn this in to uh my colleague brandon marcello at 24 7 sports i was asked to fill out a, a preseason uh big 12 predictions ballot 
And the hardest thing on here, like, you know, you got to pick a Big 12 champion, player of the year, offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, coach of the year, game of the year, and then a couple sentences on what you think the biggest storyline is going to be in the Big 12. But the thing that I needed Matt and Rod's help with on the Blitz, how the heck do you start ranking 14 teams in a conference? Because <laughs> there's no divisions. You got to rank them 1 to 14. And the best part, Jeff, is if you're wrong about BYU, you're going to have BYU fans in your mentions saying, look at this Yahoo. He ranked BYU at 12th. We were actually finished ninth. How wrong was him, huh? Yeah. So I just want to – But wanna... it's also it's a, good, it's a good test for SEC. Yeah. Uh, just, in terms of, just in terms of the number of conference games you're going to play. That would double true. Getting that? Yeah. Well, I mean, how, it'll be 16? Yeah. Okay, but you're only doing eight conference games. You'll do nine this but year. You're still ranking. You're you're still doing a. Oh yeah. Oh, you're teams, talking about you're right? talking about preseason rankings. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna be, dude. It's gonna be a cluster. You're getting warmed up. Good, dude. You, if if any media member gets this right, one to fourteen, like you deserve a prize or something. I don't know. I don't know if there's something in the prize box over at the uh, at the twenty four seven sports compound in Nashville, but. Maybe we can pull something out for the uh, the publisher or writer that gets this right, one to fourteen. But Cam, I, I just, basically we were trying to figure out is, is Texas really the team to beat in the Big Twelve? And and what we came up with on the Blitz is, yeah, they they pretty much are. Mm. And, and I, I don't want to say this in uh, oh man, John Baisdell's on my TV. He's going to show you how how to do something. Sorry, I got distracted right there. My little ADD kicked in. Um, but it, I don't want to m- make this sound demeaning of Texas. But it's almost like for lack of options, right? They're, I just can't, I can't find like a legit number two contender to Texas. Like I think the teams in that pool of of contenders, K State's got to be in there just because they're the defending league champion. Mm-hmm. And they lost, they lost a lot, lost lost a lot on the back end, lost Felix and Duque Azoma and. The elephant in the room is what do you do to make up for the loss of Deuce Vaughn, who are, are type of talent. Same thing, same deal Texas has to deal with Bijan. That type of guy erases a lot of mistakes just with his talent, just with the ability he's got with the ball in his hands. K-State, I think, is in there. I, I'll put TCU in there until proven otherwise. I, I think making it to the national championship game, going through the conference undefeated, I think you have to put TCU in that group of contenders. Granted, even though they lost a lot, and we think I do think the arrows pointing down because it's going to be really hard to replicate an eleven and zero regular season, a twelve and zero regular season again. I would think the arrows pointing down, but Cam, it's, it's kind of like just a, you, you give them that respect that they were so good last year. You have to put them in that mix. We we talked, you know, we got on the Texas baseball topic and start with Oklahoma. I think you kind of have to put Oklahoma just just again based on their history in this league. You almost have to look at that. Okay, give them the benefit of the doubt that last year was a blip on the radar, and that if Dylan Gabriel's healthy the whole year, and if you know the 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 year to is this is what's interesting about Oklahoma defensively. You talked about Cam in the first hour, just how bad how they were. They were god awful defensively last year. I mean, they were just it was brutal to watch. But the thing about Oklahoma is they spent last year really just trying to learn Brent Venable's defense. They were really just getting everything installed. And Brent Venable's going to run his stuff, right? Like, it's not one of those deals where he's going to compromise his defensive beliefs, his, his defensive system. He wanted them to learn it, and 
and that's what it was going to be, and the results were going to be what they're going to be, and hopefully they're better this year. So healthy Dylan Gabriel, I, I can't see how they're worse on defense. You get, Maybe you give Oklahoma the benefit of the doubt, and they're in there. But beyond that, Cam, like, like, where are you with the rest of the teams in this league? See, but Jeff, we do this every summer where we compare the rest of the Big 12. And it's like, it's, ah, it might be a down year. It might This might be Texas's year. But then I remember they haven't been to the Big 12 title game since 2018, Jeff. So until Texas gets there, I'm with you. I mean, looking at the rest of the, rest of the, the conference and where it's at, right. I'm not really afraid of any other team. But at the same time, what teams have been afraid of Texas over the last I'll, decade and I'll a half? I'll give you that. The, 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 say, the thing I just said about Oklahoma is the opposite you can say about Texas. Man, until you prove it, I don't know. I, I can't completely 100% buy into you being the big dog in the league because yeah. you haven't been. But Rod said it. I'm, I don't know if Rod said it yesterday on Ball Don't Lie. I know he said it on the Blitz. There are no excuses for Sark and company this year. No. There, there are none. No, there's nothing. It, it's, not, it's not about talent. It's not about depth. It's not about having a quarterback. It's not about an offensive scheme. It's not about making wholesale changes on defense. The, the talent, the pieces are all there. And there's been some years, Cam, in the past where we've said that, and then I don't know if people really believed it, right? Maybe you just assumed Texas was going to be good. There's been some years where t- people have said the thing about Texas, oh, man, they got more talent than anybody in the conference. Well, no, they didn't for a couple of reasons. One, the evalu- there were evaluation misses where the, the recruiting ranking was never going to add up to what the talent became on campus. And two, look at the NFL draft for the last decade plus. Yeah. The, they'll tell you the talent that was on campus wasn't getting developed. Because how many guys have come out of Texas and been late-round draft picks or undrafted free agents and still had long-sustained careers in the NFL? Too many of them for list, to list in the time we've got to, uh, left in the show. We'll have to pick it up tomorrow. But at the end of the day, like I, it's hard for me to just go all in. But I, I haven't felt this good about getting on the Texas hype train in a really long time. And I was somebody that by, by the end of the Mac Brown era really got burned on thinking this was going to be the year that Texas turns it around. Yeah, I feel like I've been more pessimistic, more glass half empty looking at Texas in preseason polls and preseason predictions than I have been. But now, because because I really do think there are no excuses. If Texas doesn't win the Big Twelve, it's not going to be because of talent. It won't be because of scheme. It won't be because of depth or whatever. It'll be because Steve Sarkeesian and this staff did not give them the advantages they needed to break through in close games. Yeah, same thing I've been talking about all year. So. Uh, We'll get more into this. I, I didn't leave enough time. We'll get more into it tomorrow. Uh, just kind of looking at the Big 12. So, Cam, that's your that's your homework for tonight. In addition to finishing up your NBA segment for tomorrow, going to go through the Big 12. Let me know what you think. Arrows pointing up, arrows pointing down. We'll try to rank them. We'll you know, use whatever tools we have and then t- keep talking about Texas and the Big 12 and where things look for year three of the Steve Sarkeesian era on the 40 acres. Take a break. Come back. Close out this edition of Light the Tower on the Horn, live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. All right, thank you for your feedback on the Specs text line. Cam, who is our winner of our Dave Campbell's magazine today? Congrats to Max Bennett. There you go. All right. Uh, we'll give away another one tomorrow. Cam's got his NBA free agency preview. So we all want Cam to get his own show. This is the closest thing we can do. So we'll let Cam have the floor on that tomorrow. Uh, keep talking about high school football, Texas football. Uh, getting you through the slow time. With some, There's no slow time for us. We're always working, grinding for you, the listener, and uh, hopefully putting out stuff that you enjoy to help you get through your day. Speaking of getting through your day, Cam's going to stick around because he's with Chad from 12 to 3. That coming up in minutes. For the Vacation Craigway, for Cameron Parker, I'm Jeff Howe. Thank you so much. 
so much for listening, and we will be back tomorrow to light the tower on the horn, live local and digital, on the horn app and at hornfm.com. Thank you.